0: Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth.
1: Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. The almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life,
0: and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy
1: name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom,
0: and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth
2: shall show forth thy praise.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the
0: Holy Ghost
2: as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me praise
1: his holy name.
2: Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits.
1: Who forgiveth all thy sin, and healeth all thine infirmities.
2: Who saveth thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness?
1: Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, making thee young and lusty as an eagle.
2: The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all them that are oppressed with wrong.
1: He showed his ways unto Moses, his works unto the children of Israel.
2: The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, and of great goodness.
1: He will not always be chiding, neither keepeth he his anger forever.
2: He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness.
1: For look how high the heaven is in comparison of the earth. So great is his mercy also toward them that fear him.
2: Look how wide also the east is from the west, so far hath he set our sins from us.
1: Yea, like as a father pitieth his own children, even so is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him.
2: For he knoweth whereof we are made, he remembereth that we are but dust.
1: The days of man are but as grass, for he flourisheth
0: as a flower of the field.
2: For as soon as the wind goeth over it, it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more.
0: But the merciful
1: goodness of the Lord endureth for ever and ever upon them that fear him, and his righteousness upon children's children.
2: Even upon such as keep his covenant, and think upon his commandments to do them.
1: The Lord hath prepared his seat in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all
2: o praise the lord ye angels of his ye that excel in strength ye that fulfill his commandment and hearken unto the voice of his word
1: o praise the lord all ye his hosts ye servants of his that do his pleasure
2: O speak good of the lord all ye works of his in all places of his dominion praise thou the lord O my soul
1: glory be to the father and
0: to the son and to the holy ghost
2: as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here begins the 48th chapter of the book of ecclesiasticus then elijah arose a prophet like fire and his word burned like a torch he brought a famine upon them and by his zeal he made them few in number by the word of the lord he shut up the heavens and also three times brought down fire How glorious you were, Elijah, in your wondrous deeds, whose glory is equal to yours. You raised a corpse from death and from Hades by the word of the Most High. You sent kings down to destruction and famous men from their sick beds. You heard rebuke at Sinai and judgments of vengeance at Horeb. You anointed kings to inflict retribution and prophets to succeed you. You were taken up by a whirlwind of fire in a chariot with horses of fire. At the appointed time, it is written, you are destined to calm the wrath of God before it breaks out in fury, to turn the hearts of parents to their children, and to
0: restore the tribes of Jacob. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the
1: lowliness of his handmaiden. And the rich he hath sent empty away he remembering his mercy hath hope in his servant israel as he promised to our forefathers abraham and his seed forever glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost
0: as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen here begins the fifth verse of the first chapter of the book of luke There was in the
2: days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John And Zechariah said to the angel, "How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years." And the angel answered and said to him, "I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will which will be fulfilled in their own time." And the people waited for Zechariah and marvelled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he
0: departed to his own house. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant
1: depart in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people
0: The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray.
1: O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
2: And grant us thy salvation.
1: O Lord, save the state.
2: And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee.
1: And do thy ministers with righteousness.
2: And make thy chosen people joyful.
1: O Lord, save thy people.
2: And bless thine inheritance.
1: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
2: For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety.
0: O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty
1: God, by whose providence Thy servant John Baptist was wonderfully born and sent to prepare the way of Thy Son, our Savior, by preaching repentance, make us so to follow His doctrine and holy life that we may truly repent according to his preaching and after his example constantly speak the truth boldly rebuke vice and patiently suffer for the truth's sake to the same thy son jesus christ our lord amen o god from whom all holy desires all good counsels and all just works do proceed give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this
0: night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. A couple of thoughts on our lessons tonight, beginning in Psalm 103.
1: <clears throat> we look at Psalm 103, and there's a point of contrast um, that's drawn through this meditation that the psalmist calls his soul to observe again. Um, the you know the, the psalm begins with a call to worship. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me praise his holy name. Uh, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We can observe in this psalm. Um, a pattern of remembrance that, through which, through the contemplation of which, I should say, um, leads us to understand some truth that transcends the sort of temporal circumstances. And very often this is a pattern of of sort of prayerful meditation in the Old Testament that in times of perplexity, the call to prayer makes one recall the wondrous deeds of God And through the kind of patterning that is established by the remembering of those wondrous deeds, some timeless truth about the character of God becomes manifest. And in that manifestation, it quiets the soul again and brings back a remembrance of a living thing that is not confined to a past event, but rather is present still, and that is that the psalmist or the the, the person praying can identify as something that remains timelessly true and thus must be true in their own moment. And so this is one of the ways that reflection on the past and remembrance brings consolation to someone in the present, even if their circumstances are not identical to something that has happened in the past. And so this is a significant um, this is a significant motif and it's, and it's reflected in our first lesson from Ecclesiasticus, um, this very, very lengthy and complex uh, wisdom book culminates in this kind of um, this litany, uh, hailing all these faithful heroes of the, of the, of the Old Testament and of the, of the sort of the faithful prophets, the faithful patriarchs, the faithful judges, um, the faithful kings. And, and this goes through a, a series of case uh, character studies in these faithful ones as a way of establishing and corroborating what faith is um, and thus what sort of living in the wisdom of God's law is um and by showing all these character studies again we reflect and remember and then by seeing them sort of in their time and meditating upon each of them the sort of timeless golden threads that unite them become more manifest we can begin to see the pattern as it emerges through all of these characters and so in the you know the psalm we get this remember the 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 benefits that god has given us and how Great, his loving kindness to us has been, has been has been manifested in all of these things, these good things that he has done for us to this point. And then, you know, we sort of have the consolation of heart that brings us back. And then, of course, the, the renewal of that worship in a new kind of register of having seen the salvation of God made present and made manifest in the things he has done and in the things he has made his people to do. Um, This, again, is a reaffirmation of who God is as he reveals himself by his own hand and through the mediating revelation that is his people, whether it be Israel or, in our case, the church. And so when we get to the gospel lesson, we're talking about the nativity of John the Baptist. And so in this first lesson of this, um, we're in this feast cycle of evening, then morning, and then evening Uh, in our sort of eve of the nativity of John the Baptist, we're getting the birth announcement of John the Baptist made to Zacharias in the temple. Um, Zacharias is a priest of the temple whose um, order going back, which is, you know, going back to these ancestral um, sort of uh, denominations of priests in the temple. Um, Each order of priest has a different kind of temple function there. Some are the singers, some are the um you know these the slaughterers some are the uh the 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 incense offerers. some are the like the sort of the administrators uh and so you have Zecharias's order which is uh, appointed um, to offer the daily sacrifices of incense at the altar of incense in the holy place of the temple not the holiest of holy places where the yearly atonement sacrifice would be offered but just outside of that curtain right there or just outside where the the place of the lord's presence in the ark of the covenant is is to be placed um the place where the presence of the lord is is, is made made to dwell so zecharias is offering this and this is a you know it's an important sacrifice because it it's seen as a kind of culmination of the prayers of the whole people the offering of incense at the incense altar um, and this is you know incense in the use in its ritual use in the in the scriptures is always an image of prayers ascending but it's also an image of um of that prayer being a sort of purifying force Um, over the people as well and so it covers them and it also ascends from them to god and it fulfills this dual symbolism that's actually still why we when we use incense in church at the 11 o'clock mass on sunday and at high masses this is what's being reflected as well as that there's this it reflects the the you know the prayers of, of the saints being gathered together but it also reflects the. Um, the kind of the the, the the majesty of God that goes forth and makes holy everything it touches. So we think about like the smoke going forth that's, that's you know, coming from God and then coming from us to God. And it has that kind of dual purpose to it. So Zechariah is offering this, you know, kind of um, this representative sacrifice on behalf of the people. Um, and in the order of doing so receives the announcement that, you know, the one that was promised, you know, as we see in the book of Ecclesiasticus, that the appointed time, um, you will return. You know, we recall that Elijah was taken up um, into heaven. He didn't properly speaking sort of die in the way that most people do. He he was he was assumed into heaven in in a way that was unique. And the you know the ongoing intertestamental belief was that Elijah would return at some point and sort of complete the prophetic ministry of of Israel. And bring, and, you know, and bring it to bring it to sort of its perfection. And so, um, the, the, the angelic message to Zacharias is that the spirit of Elijah will be upon your son John, and he will complete the prophetic ministry of Israel by calling to repentance, by making ready a people to bear the presence of their Lord when he comes in his day of visitation. As we'll recall from Ecclesiasticus 48, though, this is a making ready that has a kind of, you know, a reunifying effect for the people to bring them as one people one Israel again to turn neighbor back toward neighbor in a heart of charity and fraternal love again, to bring people into obedience with God under the covenant, then to make them ready you know, in a love for God and neighbor to, bring, to make them ready under the, under, the, under the law to receive the kind of the consummation of all of these things in the Messiah who was promised to come. But we'll also recall from 48 that the, you know, that the coming of this Messiah is also going to signal a time of judgment Um, that's made to break out, Um, just as in the time of Elijah the prophet, um, that the judgment of God went out against the land and, you know, held water back from the land, great drought, famine, and judgment against the idolatry of the people, against their waywardness of heart, and against the corruption of their leadership. And again, this is going to be when the Lord visits Israel again in the first century AD, this is going to be the same thing that happens, is that there's going to be a visitation that marks the temple for destruction that deposes the leadership of any sort of authority and that you know judges the land uh, for its rejection of their God when he comes among them and so John's ministry is going to be to call many to repentance understanding that judgment is going to come after this Um, and that's the the tenor of the thing that's being set up here and so as we as we'll see in the birth of John the Baptist and in his early ministry, he does come in the spirit of Elijah, he even dresses like elijah he you know he's he's a you know as we recall from from uh, first kings Elijah's this hairy man who's girt with leather and you know is this you know kind of this desert dweller ascetic um and so John is when he steps into his official ministry is going to be clad about with leather and wearing camel hair you know a hair shirt. And is going to be eating locusts and wild honey and, and living much in the manner of Elijah of, of old. And he's going to, and so when we see, you know, in this birth announcement, um, we see Zechariah being, uh, experiencing a touch of this judgment that's to come of, un, against the unbelief of Israel. Uh, the angel warns him, you know, you know, informs him that he's going to be mute because he, because of his unbelief. And that's a breaking of the psalmist tradition and the wisdom tradition that Zechariah doesn't observe in the same way that Mary does when the angel visits her, and that Elizabeth, you know, observes when the presence of the Lord comes when it comes in the womb of Mary to her house. Um, John uh, Zechariah when he hears this announcement, he's like, "Well, how could that possibly be the case?" You know, and there's this non-observance, this, this sort of non-contemplation, a refusal of that, that sort of wisdom and worship contemplation that we see patterned in the Old Testament. Because of that, he's like, he's like you should know better, Zechariah. And because of this, you're going to have plenty of time to think silently upon these things and to practice the life of a contemplative in a non-voluntary way for the next few months while you watch this thing come to pass. And then in that day, you will know uh, what this work is
0: that's being done so more more to come tomorrow with the feast day itself and we'll turn our attention to the intercession on 590. accept o lord our intercessions for all mankind let
1: the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil,
0: and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful unto all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, Administer to them according to their several necessities.
1: For his sake who went about doing good, thy son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Good to be with you all. Thanks to Aaliyah, my co leader. Thank you all for being here, and I'll look forward to seeing you next time.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank Thank you, you. Father. Have a good evening, everyone.